this is KJZZ's Sun Up, your daily news update from here in Phoenix on our state and region. Hi, once again, I'm Phil Latzman. This podcast, a daily digest of the news events here in Arizona. It is Tuesday, January 30th. Let's get the day off to a good start with an update of what's happening around our state. Republican lawmakers have a new plan to give teachers a $4,000 raise, but Democratic officials are not sold, at least not yet. From the politics desk, Wayne Shutsky breaks it down. Hobbs wants lawmakers to ask voters to extend Proposition 123, which increased the amount of money schools receive from the state's land trust fund to 6.9% of the fund's value over the past decade. The governor wants to increase that to 8.9% and use it to cover raises for teachers and support staff, along with other school costs. Republicans introduced their own plan to renew Prop 123 at the current rate, but they want the money to pay for teacher raises only. Hobbs did not say how she plans to bridge the gap between the two plans to win support from Republicans who control the legislature. We're starting at a point where I think there's agreement that 123 should be expand, extended, and so um, I think that's a good starting point. Republican State Treasurer Kimberly Yee took issue with both plans, saying forecasters predict returns of under 6% for the land trust fund's portfolio over the next decade. Wayne Shutsky, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Well, top leaders and stakeholders at the University of Arizona gathered on Monday to get the latest financial update on U of A's budget crisis. Paula Rodriguez reports. Interim Chief Financial Officer John Arnold detailed to leaders that there is widespread overspending. According to the presentation, 61 units reported deficit spending in fiscal year 2024, while only 20 units had spending within their budget. The majority of UA's FY23 funds went to colleges and divisions with loans to athletics and payroll accounting for the next largest spending areas. The university is working with a global professional services firm to review the finances and operations of UA's newly acquired global campus, an acquisition that many faculty and staff have opposed. That was Paula Rodriguez reporting from Tucson. A bipartisan group of U.S. senators is still working with the White House to draft a bill that, if passed, would trigger massive changes at the border and move forward federal funding requested by the Biden administration last year. From the front terrace desk in Tucson, Elisa Resnick reports. In a statement released by the White House Friday, President Biden said the bill being discussed now would include a new presidential authority to shut down the border when it becomes overwhelmed. Stephanie Brewer with the research and advocacy group Washington Office on Latin America says trying to completely cut off access to the U.S. will create a bottleneck across the border in Mexico and push migrants into the hands of organized crime. Who prey on that population, who become enriched and empowered by these policies as they take over more and more of the movements of people who now no longer have a lawful pathway to try to seek asylum. No draft, text, or actual bill has come out yet. But a person familiar with the negotiation says the bill would allow border officers to turn away migrants who arrive between ports of entry if more than 4,000 people are encountered there daily, border-wide. Elisa Resnick, KJ, ZZ News, Tucson. In 2021, transgender women officially became a priority population for HIV prevention and treatment meaning they could be at more risk for or affected by the disease. As Kirsten Dorman reports, recent CDC data underscores the disproportionate impact. Dr. Robin Neblett-Fanfare directs the CDC's Division of HIV Prevention. Unfortunately, many long-standing factors continue to put transgender women at increased chances of getting HIV. She says the effects of stigma and discrimination play a big role, and the data says that's especially true for transgender women of color because of the impact of racism and discrimination, which unfortunately 
ultimately put transgender women, including Black and Hispanic Latino transgender women, at increased chances of getting HIV. Neblet Fanfare says the data is a call to action. Stacey J. Cavalier is the executive director of local nonprofit Andreas Foundation. He says one way to jumpstart that action is to shift to a holistic view of HIV care. Understanding the whole person, asking the right questions, getting educated on those populations and their unique experiences, I think is definitely the first step. Cavalier says it's an especially important step for serving people who might have already experienced discrimination in a healthcare setting. Kirsten Dorman, KJZZ News. Phoenix. Some of Arizona's GOP lawmakers are taking a new approach to affordable housing solutions this year that they think Democrats can support. Back to our politics team and Cameron Sanchez has that. Republicans say they want to cut red tape that stops housing developments from getting built. Their proposals include banning cities from requiring people to belong to HOAs and allowing homes to be built on smaller lots. Senator Sonny Borelli says the plans will increase the supply of housing while decreasing the cost. Every time the government gets in the way and starts slowing down building permits, that cost gets put on the builder, which gets passed on to the home buyer. Lobbyists representing Arizona's municipalities have already registered in opposition. They warn state mandates will preempt local officials and residents from making the best decisions for their specific communities. Cameron Sanchez, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Tucson is getting a new fleet of electric school buses with funding from the Environmental Protection Agency. Here's Elisa Resnick once more with that. Schools in the Tucson Unified School District and those in Flowing Wells nearby will receive buses as part of the EPA's Clean School Bus Program. The national program will dispense $5 billion in funding from the bipartisan infrastructure law over the next five years to replace school buses with new zero and low emission models. TUSD will receive 10 electric buses and Flowing Wells will receive one. 25 school districts across the state will benefit from the program. The EPA says it aims to combat air pollution in communities. Data analyzed by the University of Arizona found that in 2022, air quality was rated as good about half the time throughout the year in Tucson and about 18 percent of the time in Phoenix. Elisa Resnick, KJZZ News, Tucson. A local LGBTQ advocacy organization received a nearly $2 million grant to help support the youth that it serves. As Kathy Ritchie tells us, the grant is the largest in the group's history. Nate Roten is the CEO of One in Ten, an LGBTQ youth advocacy group in Phoenix. Depending on the study that you see, it's they represent 38 to 40 percent of the young adults experiencing homelessness. Recently, One in Ten was a recipient of a $1.9 million grant from the Arizona Department of Housing. This funding will ensure that we're providing safe housing for 70 or more young adults over the next two and a half years. Roten says one in 10 uses what's called a scattered site model, which leverages individual uh, studio and one bedroom apartments across the valley to allow young people to stay living in the areas where maybe they have different support structures, like a family friend or maybe their school is in the area. Kathy Ritchie, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Heart attacks are the leading cause of death in women. That's according to Dr. Iwei Ann Chang, who is an interventional cardiologist at Banner University Medical Center in Phoenix. One in five women will die from cardiovascular disease. They also tend to experience a heart attack later in life. So, you know, men tend to present between ages 50 and 60. Uh, women can present a little bit later than that. They're usually postmenopausal. And sometimes women can experience chest pain when they are having a heart attack. But a lot of women can also have shortness of breath, dizziness, and may also experience nausea and vomiting that doesn't go away. Chiang says patients should ask their doctor to run tests to rule out any possible heart disease.
A recently published study illustrates how to monitor biodiversity by using LIDAR instruments attached to the International Space Station and airplanes. Self-driving cars and some smartphones use similar LIDAR technology, which is able to determine distances by using pulsating lasers. NAU professor Chris Hackenberg was an author on the study. So what it enables us to do is to map the three-dimensional volume of the forest from space. And by three-dimensional volume, what I mean is the vertical distribution of everything you can think of in a forest, the branches, the leaves, the needles, from the ground all the way up to the top of the canopy. Hackenberg told KJZZ's The Show the ISS tool can analyze biodiversity worldwide. In sports, basketball after Devin Booker scored more than 100 points by himself the previous two games, a more balanced effort for the Suns leads to victory. Eric Gordon scored 23 off the bench. Booker added 22 and Kevin Durant 20 more as the Suns snap a two-game skid, beating the reeling Heat in Miami 118-105. They've now won eight of their last ten. Phoenix handed Miami a seventh straight loss and swept the series from the Heat for just the second time in the last 17 seasons. Suns will continue their season-long seven-game road trip in Brooklyn tomorrow. And that does it for this edition of KJZZ's Sun Up, Arizona's morning news podcast on this Tuesday, January 30th. I'm Phil Latzman. Have a great day, and we are back at you for more tomorrow.